0: Welcome to another edition of the Infamous Podcast, the Holiday Edition. I am your host, AC McCray. That is JK over there. Jay, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. What, what do you do? You celebrate Christmas? What, what do you celebrate?
1: Happy holidays to everyone out there, and everyone, thank you for tuning in on this Christmas Eve. For me, AC, and, and a big Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah for those who are uh, you know just finished up celebrating or in the process of finishing yeah. celebrating. Um, as well as Kwanzaa and Festivus and Winter Solstice and all those things, uh, all that to you as well. And yes, I celebrate Christmas as you can see. I brought creepy Santa with me from the
0: 1950s with not a ball gag in his mouth. So we need to explain that before we went on air today. I actually, Jay was showing me his stuff, and I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. You got Santa with a ball gag. He's like, What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) He's got a scarf for Friday the 13th
1: scarf on, (laughs) and of course. My personal favorite, Bah Humbug.
0: Bah Humbug, yep, there it is. Bah Humbug, yes. So, as I was telling you, I actually discovered we had a flood like you did recently. Ours was a couple years ago. Right. And some of our stuff that we thought didn't get wet actually got wet. Uh, Stuff that we were going to pull out for today. So, this is my Christmas setup. This is uh, a skeleton. And (laughs) this is... This is one of our, our favorite Christmas ornaments of our family. This is Krampus. It's a cat Krampus that's handmade by a lady in Pennsylvania. Wow. But that's one uh, that's of our, our family's ornaments. Are. That's my Christmas set. I spiced it up a little bit this week. It's a holiday. We're having a celebration.
2: Woohoo!
1: Well, I
0: can say <laughs> to you folks out there, because, you know, when
1: we are here next week, hopefully it'll be a new location, a new setup for me. Because with new years, new tidings, and new locations. so I'm looking forward to it. But I brought I brought Gremlin with me. I brought Creepy Santa with me. I brought my Joe Dante signed Gremlin thermos with me. I got the, a Charlie Brown Christmas tree with uh, with Regan and uh, and uh, Jack Torrance, you know, hiding behind it. So I got all kinds of stuff here for it for this uh, Christmas special here on Christmas Eve, and the Infamous Horror Podcast is here and
0: AC how have you been doing since last week you know i'm doing really good i actually had a really weird opportunity uh from friends of mine a lot of people don't know this about me i've been ordained for like 10 years to perform weddings and things a friend of mine out of the blue called me and said hey let's do a wedding uh i need somebody to fill in okay i guess i can do that Uh, i've never actually done one in the 10 years i've been ordained and it was a pro wrestling themed wedding so here I am in a, in a wrestling ring dressed as 80s Earl Hebner with a, oh my with a God. black bow tie. I'm not even kidding. Here, here is the black bow tie that, uh, uh, no. that was part of it. Um, and I did their wedding talking about Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and the lessons that they can learn from the, the, the world of K-Faith. Was, it was a really unique experience. But that has actually turned into a bigger business. I'm going to be doing weddings for some other people now. So uh, you need a wedding. Give us a call. Infamous Horror we is coming soon. Oh, that'll be wonderful.
1: We'll have the we'll have the service, the pomp, the circumstance. Woo! All the magic and the ho, ho, ho!
0: <laughs> if we get the Godfather and the, you know Rick Flair shows up, he can walk your wife down the aisle. She may not be as pure when he gets her down the aisle. Though. I just oh, I love you. Well,
1: I, I had said to you about Sean Michaels? That'll be the perfect accent having come out and super kicks the groom, and it'd be yes. does Anyone object? Boom! There it is. I can't out. So, well,
0: that's so cool. Congratulations! Thank you. What have you been up to? You've been uh, obviously decorating for Christmas, but other than that, what have you been up to? Well, I've been in the
1: process of packing. I'm getting ready to move uh, shortly, and you know, I'm enjoying the last days in the residence I'm currently in, packing. But I wanted to make the studio here in Northwest Jersey as festival as uh, as as festive as possible when it comes to it. And it's funny because this week. I had an opportunity to talk with you know an effects legend for the uh for the film that came out from Screen Media Black Friday, which has uh Bruce Campbell in it and and Devin Swana. It's all about the Black Friday shoppers, uh, when they get hit with a meteor and then a creature comes out. And I talked with Robert Kurtzman, the legendary oh effects gosh. artist, and it was awesome. I talked to him about 20 plus minutes, and you know what, you know. AC, I've done so many interviews I've I've done for those who don't know me or because I you know, this isn't brought up every single episode, but I've done over 1900 interviews in about 10 years on Horror Happens, Horror Hound, Dread Central, a lot of ones here now in the Infamous Horror Podcast with you, AC. And, you know, it's really incredible to think about it that I've talked to so many people, but someone like Robert, who I've talked to before at Horror Hound Weekend in Indianapolis. You just never know. You never feel like you know enough to even be able to talk to someone like him. And he's so down to earth. He's such a wonderful guy. He's he's so passionate about what he does for 30 plus years, probably close to four decades uh, on and off the record with his effects work, makeup, special effects. But he's someone who loved the idea of working on Black Friday, you know, more of an indie production. So he was able to be more creative. And it was just a blast to reconnect with Bruce Campbell after Bubba Hotem and the evil dead part two you know so
0: it was very cool to talk with him again and he's just a wonderful wonderful man awesome awesome i've actually never met him he's one person that i'd still like to meet one of these days to, back when the world opens uh more fully doing here uh soon i hope very very soon so. but being this is a christmas episode we gotta talk about some christmas stuff and i'm a little weird. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, there's been a real focus, it seems like at Christmas time. If you don't like Santa, you like Krampus, and that's your only option, wow. Santa or Krampus. No, I'm here to tell you there's some much worse things out there than Santa or Krampus. <laughs> much, much worse. How about the gremlin? Yeah, I mean, Wait, other um, real, real? real, real. I mean, oh, I, I still believe in vlogmas, they're just they haven't been discovered yet. Okay, let's it. so. In France, let's go. Let's go to France first, because it seems like a good place to start. Okay. And I, I, I want to preface this by saying, just Jay, just like I told you earlier, I am a, a very monolingual type of person. I, I don't. I, I love languages. I think they're beautiful. I don't speak them well. I don't hear them well. So uh, I'm going to probably butcher some of these names of these Christmas creatures. So the first one is uh, Pierre Frottard. I'm not sure if that's anywhere close to the translate. Like, do you speak French at all, Jake? I don't. Okay, so well, that one's out. So if you, if, I, if you speak French and you're watching, please correct me because I, need, I actually have a thing in OCD where I need to know the You gotta put French.
1: subtitles on the bottom. You see where it says patreoncom infamous horror? Yes. You gotta put subtitles under, right near your name, your nameplate
0: there. For, well, for anybody watching, I'll actually spell it for you. P-E-R-E-F-O-U-T-T-A-R-D okay that's the best pronunciation i have but but the name doesn't matter what matters is this is a creepy creepy legend it's actually based on a 12th century myth uh from france about a butcher who murdered three children cooked them up really nice for santa and then tried to feed them to him and when santa arrived (laughs) he raised the children from the dead and gave the guy a job that's basically the story So now Pierre Fatard works as a uh, sort of like a bad Santa. He's also, the name also is known as uh, Father Whipper. So he's, you know, we have Father Christmas and Father Whipper. So he gets around beating the shit out of children if they're bad. So, uh, no, not great but france good start there uh that's for nice. uh, i dedicate that one to Stephen martin our our boss is here at the infant podcast we are french canadian i know they're, oh, nice. no they're going to correct me on this one or yell me um, <laughs> coming to you from iceland iceland has a troll named Gryla Bry- the t- troll um, i'm going to read this because this is just unbelievable like, okay. so Christmas things that people discuss. Uh, Gryla comes down from her home on the mountain to locate rude children on Christmas, cram them in a sack, and drag them back up the mountain to be boiled and eaten alive in a grotesque child stew. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Ho, ho, no! Oh, oh my God! I, 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 I am so angry that I didn't learn about this when my kids still believed in Santa because they would have been terrified and would have not screwed up all year. If I said somebody's gonna come eat you, okay, oh no, god, oh god! Wait, wait, wait! Before you
1: do the next one, yeah. hang on. Perfuta. perfuta. that's yeah. Perfuta. Perf, it means father, uh, fortetard. <laughs> that's what it says right there, folks. If you can see it, it's too bright. You can see it. What the
0: perfuta. Perfuta. Or, you know, I'm just going to Americanize all these. It's, it's um, Per hard Okay, pear pear Fart hard Fodhard? <laughs> hard got it, okay. Sounds like a Mike Myers movie. For sure. <laughs> you so, equals daddy, daddy. We're, we're going, we had a little too much eggnog today, folks. I think we oh, did yes, that eggnog. Well. I am from Holland, isn't that weird? Our next Christmas creature, not from Holland, actually, it's not even a Christmas creature in this case. It's a celebration from Guatemala it happens on December 7th, so a little bit uh, past a few weeks ago. It's called Le Cuema del Diablo, which means lighting Satan on fire. I love it. Yeah, so basically they have little devils and they light them on fire with torches. He's already hot enough. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to do a couple more real quick. Um, South Africa coming in to us with another terrifying one. I'm going to read to you, Danny the Ghost, Danny the Christmas Ghost. Like Danny, when f- I was growing up as a horror fan, I want Danny the fucking Christmas Ghost to come and haunt my house at Christmas. Okay, what, when are we getting the, when are we get the claymation for Danny the Christmas Ghost, is there somebody out there that can do it? I will voice anything <laughs> you want me to. Let's <laughs> do this. In- patreoncom infamous horror facebookcom infamous slash infamous horror do it. We need to do it. Do it. Do it. By next Christmas, we need to have a movie where Jay and I are voicing these Christmas creatures. <laughs> um, I love that. Here's is, here is Danny the Ghost. He's a ghost that hangs out between the veil of the living and the dead, but he still really, really loves cookies because the legend is Danny was a boy who was beaten to death by his grandma for eating Stana's cookies. What the flip? These are the greatest Christmas stories I've ever heard in my life. I'm, You can see I'm excited because I'm just learning about these, too, as i was doing research for the show. I can't wait to dive further into these. Um, but he, he, he said to haunt the homes of naughty children who are thinking, not even sneaking out of bed, but thinking about sneaking out of bed to make the same mistake he did. Details are a little hazy on what he does, but generally they all end up in the children being devoured by a ghost. Wow. That's insane, dude. And the last one is going to terrify me the most because my big fear, one of them is spiders. I hate spiders. And in Ukraine, which I will never visit Ukraine now, they have the Christmas spiders. This sounds like a terrible idea. A very bad idea. So let me clear this one. The roots of this tradition are in a legend about crying children in an undecorated tree and a Christmas miracle. Uh, AKA, a bunch of spiders made their own from uh, tinsel from their horrible spider bodies. Um, they decorated the trees with their fake spider webs. And in Ukraine, um, it's actually not a scary thing. It's made to be festive, and the, the spiders create tinsel from their buttholes, basically. And it's all fun and dandy. I wanted to say it's on a good note there, but spiders are still goddamn terrifying. Tinsel uh, God.
1: <laughs> from their butts? What? Yes. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Ball uh, bags, butts, and, and children devouring Christmas creatures this week on the Infamous Horror Podcast.
1: Exactly. We'd like to thank my aunt here for the uh, production design of the 50 style Santa here, who's uber creepy as it is. And we got spiders with, with stuff coming out of their butts, tinsel, and we got Danny the ghost boy, and we got the Guatemalan holiday of lighting the Satan on fire. What? AC,
0: AC, I thought you had
1: a nine to five job.
0: Where is I this coming from? This is all just I again weird stuff. My my wife and I, like I said, we have this weird museum, and we just devour this stuff weekly. Like I could never, you know, be. I want to be like Josh Gates, the young uh, Destination Truth guy that always travels across the world and learns all this stuff. I, I'm fascinated. I, I have a desire to learn more. And learn more. I love that. I love and, that, dude. I think the infamous horror podcast needs to go on the road. I mean, I know this is only like episode four, but I think on the road is what we need to do. They need to, so up and is, is alone we're gonna go on the road with him we're gonna go willie nelson
1: on the road again going places that i've never been going to find some weird shit that i've always found we're gonna go on the road again
0: and there's our theme song we we it. It. My my poor ass willie nelson impersonation oh god Oh, uh, we'd have some good times with Willie, I'm sure. Speaking good of good times, O.J., like, we, you know, a lot of, I want to I just kind of transition out of that because, you know, we've, those are some weird traditions from across the globe. With you, you've got some uh, Christmas uh, stuff there. Do you have any weird traditions that you do for every year for Christmas? Anything that's horror related that you like to do? No, you know, it's funny, and this is going to disappoint a lot of
1: people for for the audience that's out there. You know. For me, Halloween is not my favorite holiday. Not even even close. Yeah, boo, boo. When you live at 364 days a year with doing everything with horror, going to festivals, conventions, writing, all that great stuff. I, I love it. I'm so thankful and blessed for it. And I'm thankful for anyone who's willing to watch it, read it, whatever. But for me, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. And one of the things that I do, one of my favorite traditions, and I started this when I was working in the school system and aftercare programs, is I make it a point to be the villain of the holiday. I walk in with my Bah Humbug hat on. I have several Bah Humbug shirts. As you can see, who my hero is, yeah, That's my. That's really you know as close to a hard tradition as I'm going to find when it comes to something that crosses over into Christmas holiday because. For me, you know, my family has always been wonderful when it's come to the holidays. You know, my, you know, even though my parents are divorced, been divorced for a while. You know, the holidays are meant to be a lot of fun. I will say though, you know, one of the trickiest things is because through most of my life, uh, whether you know, starting now, let's say 25. So yeah, it's been 20 years of my life now, splitting time between all the different houses. AC, that's hard. Because you're going from one to the next, the next, you're eating, you're opening gifts, you got to stay. And then when you leave, you know, if you could read their minds, you know, there's no ho, ho, ho. It's what the flip are you doing? That's what it is. Why are you leaving so soon to go over there? We don't like them. We like them. Blah, 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 blah. blah. The whole point being is that why I don't have any weird traditions in my house, I love the aspect of Bah Humbug because it gets a great reaction, just like a great heel does in professional wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of the great things that I, I love. So that's about as close as I get to a horror tradition or anything like that. And it's funny because three or four years ago in Columbus, Ohio, and I, I think we're going to get to this uh, in just a little bit, there was Horror Hound had a Christmas convention about four years ago. Really? It was really, it was so flipping cool because I got to talk to uh, Ken Page and Chris Sarandon, oh, they were there sure. about The Nightmare Before Christmas. If you and, and I don't mean to pull away from the Infamous Horror Podcast, but if you go on SoundCloud, on Scratching the Surface and Horror Happens, you can listen to that panel from that event, the audio of it. And also, I got to talk with the two leads from Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2. Oh, wow. um, I got to talk with with um, Lynn Griffin from Black Christmas. And I got to talk to the lead actor from the horror version of Jack Frost. So it was it was one of the coolest events. But when we when we get to it, I've got a really cool story that has to do with that. That has to do with that. But those are you know, those are that's really been the only thing that's been out of the ordinary for me when it comes to something that's horror. That's not like cutesy like that. The Horror Hound Christmas Convention, which was awesome. It was so much fun in Columbus
0: yeah I, I don't recall that one and it kind of bums me out because I, I usually pay so much attention but four years ago was a little bit of a different time in my life so i was kind of transitioning some things so maybe that's why i missed it but it's kind of a bummer yeah. uh, we we've got some traditions in our house kinda what um, are my uh okay so pre- i'll preface this by saying halloween is my favorite holiday christmas is actually the least favorite of mine <laughs> um, I just, I never had a good one really growing up. You know, I would get toys or whatever, but it was never it was a lot of extenuating circumstances. But I, so I've really started celebrating the last couple of years with my family and my wife since we've been together because she's a real Christmas person and trying to, you know, show it to me that, hey, we can create our own traditions and stuff. Um, one of the things we do, and there's a, there's a movie out there that stars Michael Shannon and uh, Ron Perlman and Judy Greer called Pottersville. Have you heard of it? Yes. Yeah. Love Pottersville um it's it's probably my favorite christmas movie has nothing to do with christmas really other than it's set at christmas right Um, i'm not going to include it later on we're going to talk about some christmas movies later on i'm not going to include that one but it's just a really fun sort of uh christmas comedy michael shannon played the store owner who's just kind of a a a guy like me he just kind of helps everybody out tries to be nice to people and uh they kind of walk all over him and and including his wife, who is a furry with ron perlman they go out in the woods and have these furry parties. Speaking of furry,
1: yeah, that was great timing. Was great dude.
0: timing. What are you doing? This is a fun movie, and I think they're going to find Bigfoot and Thomas Lennon's out there. It's just a really fun movie. But we watch that every year. Uh, seems to be one of our big traditions. And then, of course, the other one is putting all the horror ornaments on the tree. You know, the we get ornaments for me, and the kids have some some spooky ones and you've got coffins and bats and things so just do really kind of you know that's really hard predictions and stuff but that's other than that you know we just need some things and like some things and sit around and do nothing but uh, hey you know what to each their own there's nothing
1: wrong with that whatsoever i think that's wonderful and i know you know depending on the culture and i'll use my my girlfriend my love uh susan decker you know her family comes from ecuador so christmas eve is when they celebrate and christmas day is when they just sit there and and just relax the whole day. So, you know, each, each you know, culture, each family, each, you know, whatever has their own way of doing things. So that's fantastic. For me, you know, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, you know, was a lot of times with girlfriends, parents or, or in-laws way back when. Yeah. But Christmas Day is for the family and it's a great time to be around. Unfortunately, there's always a lot of fighting when it comes to it. That's an unfortunate, you know, problem. It's not just our family, but it's, you know, it's spread around. But that, that does happen where, you know, people are doing it. But you try to have the best thing. And I, I will say this. One tradition. Actually, yes, I do have one, actually. Okay. Um, I love watching March of the Wind Soldiers or Babes of really? the Toilet. I love it. I love watching it. Leroy and Hardy and stuff. And the reason why I love watching it and why it, it, it connects to horror is because that movie is frightening. If you look at it, the villain and the 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 monsters that come out of the woods to, to capture little Bo peep, they're terrifying. It's it's just I'm gonna guess it's a shade over from the aspect of, of the German expressionists and the silent, you know, the silent error of cinema. But they come out of there and it's just terrifying the way they look. I mean, they look they look like horrifying Oompa loompas. I've, I've got to check this. Out. I don't think I've ever, oh, made my ever. it's on WPIX every single year. Watch the black and white. I recommend it more, but the color is beautiful. Also, okay. but watch, yeah, watch Babes in Toyland or or March of the Wind Soldiers, depending on how it's how it's being uh, classified. But yeah, absolutely, and that is that's kind of a freaky scary movie that's not intended to be a freaky scary movie. Kind
0: of like the like Return to Oz or something.
1: Like Return, not like um um. What's the one with um God. Uh, Mother Goose is rock and rhyme. Do you ever see Mother Goose is and round with Charlie Duvall? No. Never. Oh, it's terrifying, dude. This is a movie about, about this, this guy. Um, I want to say his name is Jordan. It's not Jordan. Gordon, Gordon, it's Gordon. And Gordon is the child of Mother Goose, and he doesn't believe in fairy tales. He doesn't believe in any of that. So he's like he's like the Scrooge of this film. And so basically, it's got Will Richard, it's got Kiss. It's got all these amazing people, but it's terrifying because it's like, it's like surreal and the musical numbers, some of them are really fun, but then you have Kiss who's like in there, like a close-up in camera, like a Siri going Gordon, never really. It's like, it's like just, it's just unsettling. And what's even more unsettling is watching it as a kid than watching it as an adult. Yeah. you You, you realize how terrifying it is. And why in the hell were we watching it when we were kids? Who greenlit this? Just like March of the Wind Soldiers. It's meant to be fun, but it's got some really frightening stuff in it. You know, it's one of those things. And what's, you know, hold on, hold on. There's also, and I I don't mean to get off topic, but I absolutely So anyone who knows anything of horror, you know about Rebecca McKendry. She's a PhD. She's a professor. She's one of the most intelligent women within the genre. She she writes her. She used to write for Fangoria. Her and her husband, David, direct movies. Uh, they did a horror anthology, a holiday horror anthology, uh, or at least an element of it, like three or four years ago. And, um, um wait, you know, what? let me find it, AC. Correct. And I'm going to play a song for me, or I'll recommend a song for me. It's okay. absolutely terrifying. Your assignment next week, once I find it, is To listen to it and tell me if it's as, uh, as uh, disturbing, so,
0: okay. hold on, so I'm gonna find it okay. Yeah, some of the things for Christmas I, you know, there's a lot of Christmas traditions and Christmas things that are just really, really scary. And of think lots of them, are you kidding me? And I, you know, to me, the the, the scariest is uh, Feliz Navidad. Why is there, just, why?
1: Feliz Navidad?
0: Why? So I, I I actually was told years ago in some sort of like seminar, weird seminar, like church thing, my family took me to, that when somebody says something over and over and over again, it's a form of brainwashing. So right. I swear to God, when they oh, believe I was trying to brainwash me if I listen to that song over and over again. Oh my God, that's crazy! I found it. I found it.
1: It's Ray Conniff, uh, from the album "We Wish You Merry Christmas," and the tune is "Ring Christmas Bells." Okay, it's, folks. If you're looking for a macabre, haunted house, um, kind of gothic horror, this is your song. I'm gonna, I don't know how it's going to sound, AC. So okay. you tell me. You know, <laughs> I'm going to play a quick, quick clip of it. But AC, your assignment next week when we, do, we talk about our favorite films is to tell me what you thought. Okay. Sounds perfectly normal, right? Sounds like a Christian song, right? Yeah, nothing, nothing. So you hear those voices? Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like you're you're in the mouth of madness by the end of the song because the voices go from you know oh all all harmonic and beautiful and singing into, to ring. ring. And it's like terrifying. It's like something you hear in an insane asylum. At least
0: I thought it was. I will listen to that and we will talk about that next week on the on the year-end wrap-up show. Like
1: exactly. And the reason I brought up Rebecca McKendry is because we were I was in Chattanooga like four years ago, something like that, with her and her husband. And we were talking about holiday horror. And I brought up that song and she's like, I couldn't agree with you more. It's a terrifying song. And it Really? really is. So listen to it and get all the way through. And listen to that final chorus as they—it's co- like it's like it's like death is coming for you in the holidays. It's terrifying. At least to me, it's terrifying, folks. Folks, if you agree with that, post it on social media. Yes. What's yes. a ho- what's a song? A Christmas song that's really disturbing for him? It's Feliz Navidad. For me, it's, it's Ring nice. Christmas Bells by Ray Connor. What's yours? Because yeah, let us know. This is this is this for me. I play that. And I even upload it on my iPhone. I'll tell you what. It's terrifying. I love it, but it's terrifying. I,
0: I, I, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I, I don't know what to expect. So has there been any explanation on it that you've ever read as to why it's like that or anything? Now, or I go into it blind?
1: I, you know what? I, maybe it's just me. Maybe I got something screw loose with me. Because there's, there, unless you're really in the horror, most people don't find it to be very disturbing. But that end part sounds like you're in an insane asylum. It really? really is a holiday insane asylum. There's a, a movie for you. Let's do a Holiday Insane Asylum movie.
0: I'm down. Again, somebody cast us in these things. You you, know, you need sexy podcast hosts in your, your movie. I mean, we're for hire. We are for hire. Speaking of people in the movies, this is a Christmas episode. We'd like to give a big Christmas gift to our friend, a friend of the show, Eduardo Sanchez, the creator and director of Blair Witch Project. Go right now to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash infamous cores or for our personal uh, Facebook pages. Find the petition. We're trying to petition Disney to at least give uh, Ed a chance to speak to them about directing an episode of The Mandalorian. As I've said before, his credits speak for themselves. Let's give him a great Christmas gift and get him uh, the, the thrill of a lifetime to, as a Star Wars fan to direct and be part of that world. So uh, go ahead and check out our petition Facebook.com slash infamous for Facebook.com slash AC 6363 or Strange Man in the Film Land, or JYKY on Facebook. Very good, dude i remembering
1: that. God bless you, my friend. God bless you. So, well, and yeah, you know what? There's a lot of filmmakers who have transitioned and from features within horror to a lot of amazing projects. And if anything about Disney, when you see with Disney Marvel, especially AC, there's a lot of horror filmmakers who have taken up these IPs uh, for Marvel movies and yes. absolutely for the aspect of Star Wars, that tradition should continue with that because there's not someone who's more passionate but also more professional in all the works that he's done, TV, film, and and so on. And he's just amazing. And it was great to have him on as part of the inaugural episode of the Infamous Horror Podcast. So we thank him, and we thank John Dugan, and we thank Father Evil for last week. And actually, you want to get a Christmas gift? Go to fatherevil.com. He's got two candles. Got candles. And he's got rosaries, and he's got busts of his head. Speaking of busts of head, can I show you something?
0: Uh, I'm a little scared now, but... Oh, on. no, he's great,
1: man. You remember how I brought up Lynn Griffin before? Yeah. Okay, Columbus Horror Hound, The Christmas Show, like four years ago. Yeah. So Lynn Griffin is one of the most sweetest women you're ever going to meet. Absolutely wonderful. And she, she's a very professional actress, but she's really known for one particular role. And that's Black Christmas. Bob Clark's film about the, the, the POV killer in the attic and all in the sorority house and all the women. It's 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 going to be on my top five. So spoiler right there. Top five. So, so I had the chance to meet her because she came out and she was part of that panel. And so I walked up to her and my ex-girlfriend at the time, uh, we were together and she goes, well, you know. What is she famous for? Because we usually we usually create these, like, pieces of memorabilia or these things that get signed that are memorable. Like I brought up before about some of the stuff on the Patreon we yes. talked about. I have the film canisters that get signed by filmmakers and actors from that era. Stuff like that. Very cool. Joe Dante with the gremlins thermos. Great, great stuff. So we found a mannequin's head, a beautician's mannequin's head. And so we took plastic. Because those who know who Lynn Griffin is, she is the one who, through the entire film, is covered with saran wrap, plastic wrap, and strangled in the attic for Black Christmas. She's the woman, the the actress, that's there the entire time. That At the beginning, she's attacked, put in the rocking chair, covered, smothered with the plastic. And then you finally realize at the end of the film, she's still there. So I walked up to her and I said, Lynn when would you sign the head for me oh wow and so my ex and i we shrunk wrapped the plastic on it i took the plastic off afterwards i put it back on and she signed the head so i was like wow this is really cool lynn griffin the one of you know i an icon wow. in one of the most impactful holiday horror films of all time and really one of the most impactful slasher films really create the pov uh, or really push forward the pov so she goes oh you like that i was like yeah that's great she goes watch this and she put the bag over her head and she actually took a picture with me multiple pictures <laughs> with the bag over her head and she's like she's like this is great i'm like you're gonna you're gonna pass out <laughs> and so she did that holding the, the, this at the columbus horror Hound show so there you go wow that's
0: awesome man out you've been waiting all episode to show me that you went and got that before the show and everything oh
1: it's freaking wonderful i love that in fact, let, me, let me put it in the shot
0: actually yeah. yeah, that's awesome here we go Let's see. there Dance. you are there you are you know we're, we're halfway through the in the christmas episode jay and i think we've been talking about top five you know we had some plans to do some other things but i think we need to dive into the top five because we've got a lot that we can talk about with these christmas horror movies I um like it. so you, we've each picked out a top five of not the best Christmas horror movies or the best anything, just things we think that should be watched at Christmas time. And you can let us know your suggestions too, slash infamous horror and any of the other socials we mentioned earlier. But Jay, I'm going to let you go first. What are your top five? Let's go, let's go, your start with number five and go all the way down to number one for me. What do, do you, you got? You five?
1: Do you want to alternate or do you just want me to do five to one?
0: Let, let's do five to one, then I'll do my five to one. All right. Okay, here we
1: go. So for me, Number five is one I saw on Fearnet when when Fearnet was a thing long before long before Shutter there was Fearnet and Fearnet yep. was awesome because the same thing as Shutter except the the films were a little bit different there was originals cool stuff and I saw Santa's Slay, Bill Goldberg two thousand five and I never thought I would enjoy that kind of a movie but I'll tell you what Bill Goldberg is phenomenal as the evil Santa. He is phenomenal. It's cheesy, it's corny, it's campy, but it's so much fun to watch Bill Goldberg be an evil Santa and
0: mow through people. It is really amazing. Love it. Now, real quick, I actually have a surprise for you uh he's not here with us today but i actually reached out to bill goldberg about coming on the show and talking to you because i knew you loved that movie uh, bill people uh didn't respond uh however our friends at the wwe basically said get lost that's a horror movie we don't discuss that <laughs> why am I a WWE fan well so unfortunately bill couldn't join us but we uh we i tried for you so that was going to be a surprise but it just didn't work out
1: well i love the fact that you had this christmas surprise for me my friend I was waiting for Bill Goldberg to run to my house and spear me. That's what I was waiting for. That would be awesome. Yeah, it would have been awesome with it, But we'll see. Maybe when he, you know, I heard that his contract's up with the WWE. So
0: we'll see. Hopefully. Next year we can talk to him about Sam's play.
1: Yeah. Number four, Black Christmas, 1974. Bob, you heard the story about Lynn Griffin. It's really one of the greatest slasher movies the pov perspective the crazy voice that's on the other line of the phone uh you have a really awesome cast uh that's a part of it and it, you know it's bob clark once talked about it on bravo's uh, 100 scariest movie moments and basically he said that christmas might be one of the joyous times i'm paraphrasing but it's also one of the most horrible times because the suicide yeah. rate's so high yeah. so what better to create a horror movie than base it on something like a guy in the attic? Of a sorority house, wonderful concept, fantastic movie. Number three, it used to be called Safe Neighborhood, but it's Chris Peckover's Better Watch Out. Okay, 2016 was my first year of Fantastic Fest in Austin, Texas, and one of the reasons why I went, one of the big reasons was because I was a fan of Chris Peckover, who create, who made a movie called Undocumented for IFC Midnight. It's got Peter Somaire, it's got a really amazing young cast, it's got Nicholas Tucci. Who passed away long before his time? He was the blender kill, and you're next. Yes. Um, so, he made this follow up movie called Safe Neighborhood, and it world premiered at Fantastic Fest. And then it was retitled, Better Watch Out, when it made, went on to distribution. It's a young boy and his friend and a babysitter. Okay? okay. I won't give too much away because if you haven't seen it, you got to watch it. I actually have not. And it's over a Christmas holiday. And basically, nothing is what it seems at all. It's very weird. It's very bizarre. It's got some classic homage kills to holiday films, including Home Alone. If you're a fan of Home Alone, you'll love it. But it's a a film where everything is flipped on its head by the end of the movie, and it's beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful uses of Christmas lights ever, and in the most horrible of ways. So that's number three. Better watch out, Chris Peck, over 2016. Okay. Now, okay. 2017, and when I saw this movie, the next year A Fantastic Fest, John McPhail, Mac- him and his cast, amazing. Anna and the Apocalypse. A zombie apocalypse happens right around Christmas break in <laughs> London. And what happens is that the zombies are basically, you know, they're taking over this school and the town. So Anna and her friends have to survive and rescue her dad and the people who are trapped in the school. That sounds pretty typical, right? Yes. Right? Okay. It's a horror, musical, holiday, drama, all wrapped in one and all done brilliantly. The the music for this film, AC, all original holiday tunes. Really? Wonderful performances. Um, I don't have the entire cast in front of me, but I will say this, that when I did the interview for Horror Hound Magazine, they all sat down. Some of the nicest people I've talked to in the years I've worked for the magazine. And the film itself is just brilliant. It's got a blend of gore. It's got Broadway musical style numbers. It's got pop numbers in it. It's got funny moments. It's a dark comedy. It's a drama. And they have a wonderful scene. Because you look at Santa sleigh. Anytime Bill Goldberg hits someone... It's 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 wonderful. It's, it's, there's not just one scene in the movie. Yeah. With Black Christmas, it's all about the Lynn Griffin scene where she's suffocated and left in the chair throughout the movie. With Better Watch Out, it's about the Christmas lights when the, the female lead in it, the protagonist, is wrapped up before the the home invaders are gonna get her. For in the apocalypse, yeah, it's all about the Christmas tree forest and the zombies in the forest as they're trying to go through. It is one of the most catchy soundtracks you will ever listen to, and I highly recommend it. So that's number two. Hang on a second. How did I miss this? I'm a huge musical fan myself, and I how
2: did I miss
0: this?
1: It came out of London, and it had – the problem was – and it was picked up by Orion Pictures. The problem was it never got the major release it did. And the reason why is because it's not like PG-13. It's rated R. So there's cursing in it. So what? it's not really a family film. So it kind of falls into a gray area. And so it never got the audience it deserved. But I'll tell you something. It, over the last five years especially, it's one of the best holiday horror films. And for me, one of my favorite films of the last five years overall. It's great. Pick it I'm up. Check it out. So definitely worth it. Next week, you let me know what you think about that one. Okay. And i got to
0: write that one down too. Yeah, write, I, it down. write it down. I have down. a paper that and I sent right here It was just stuff that Jay tells me to watch. Right now, uh, AC,
1: you're being naughty, and you look at Santa's face. This guy here is coming for you. Okay? That guy right there. Okay?
0: Yeah. Well better for okay. than on? Ho, ho, ho.
1: Okay? <laughs> so with that being said, my number one, and it's not really considered to be a horror film, but it really is. It's Scrooged. 1988, Bill Murray. Yeah, Rich okay. If you watch that film, it really is a really frightening film. You think about the aspect of what, how dark the comedy is. First of all, you think about the fact of what those the representations of death, even though it's meant to be comedic. John Forsythe as as the the as uh, as his old boss. I mean, it's wonderful. It's absolutely John. Uh, what, yeah, John Forsythe as old boss. It's wonderfully funny. But then as the film develops, all of a sudden you're dealing with. People freezing to death. You're dealing with the fact of, of the redemption story for, for Howard Cross. You're dealing with death, which actually turns into him being burned alive in the coffin. And I know this is all part of a Christmas uh, carol, Scrooge, uh, um, But the way it's done, the lighting, the elements of darkness that are brought into this Christmas tale. For me, it's, it's not necessarily the most frightening of Christmas horror films. But I consider it to be a holiday horror film. And it's also one of my favorite films of all time. So for yes. me,
0: number one is Scrooged. Okay, and I, I remember. I, I've not. I, I, this is full disclosure. People are going to flame me for this. I've not actually seen that more than one time when I was young. Oh, I watch it every year. I need to check. It. I remember Death though looking very creepy in that the uh, the Ghost of Christmas Future. Uh, just very very creepy was is my one memory of that movie. Oh, and I then, of love course, you. hearing stories of, of, of behind the scenes, but. Um, wow that was a that was a great list i was not expecting some of those i was expecting you to actually include gremlins because you've got gremlins there (laughs) Um,
1: actually throws gremlins on there
0: gremlins is a a must see actually that made my list but where is it we'll find out in a minute so i've got my top five and my i'll start with number five mine is actually jack frost but it's not because of the movie itself the movie itself to me is on the same level as Thanksgiving. it's a great fun just watch this movie it's just absolute garbage it's so good but at the same time i actually watched it um i actually watched it at uh, a video store i used to work at because the boss called me on christmas and he's like hey put in that jack frost movie and he meant the michael keaton jack frost movie I didn't know there was two of them, so I put in Jack Frost and got complaints and almost fired the next day for the content of the movie. So Jack Frost, definitely number five on my list because uh, it's a killer snowman. Come on. Why a killer snowman. Um, number four on my list is actually Gremlins. It, it, I mean, I think Joe Lynch put it best in an episode of Holliston. He said, you can't trust somebody who doesn't has, has never seen Gremlins. I mean, come on. It's a great Christmas movie. It's a great cautionary tale about uh somebody getting a pet for christmas and realizing they don't want it and then just they fuck it up and it becomes a problem so the moral of the story is don't buy your kids pets for christmas thinking it's a good idea uh wait to a different time of year to buy pets because those poor animals end up going to shelters and things we don't want to see that we want to see happy animals with happy homes so gremlins watch gremlins and realize if you're doing that you're just doing the wrong thing sorry um, so that's number four on my list. Number three. Now I'm gonna preface number three because you're gonna probably disagree with me here and roll your eyes. It takes place at between Christmas and New Year's, so it counts as a Christmas movie. Ghostbusters two. Okay, I
1: have yep. no issue with that. I like I you know that's one of the things that I get a kick out of people when they get upset because it's not exactly a like Batman Returns is a Christmas movie, yeah. It really is die hard. Dialogue is a Christmas movie, folks. Got news for you. It may be it may a lot of people say it's not. It takes place during a Christmas
0: party. Please stop. I'm sorry it's, it's still a Christmas movie. still a Christmas movie. So no, I I absolutely think that um you know, Ghostbusters two counts. I mean, they're really the point of the movie is they're talking about the you know the, the joy of the season. They use the, the, the happiness of the New Year's Eve uh, celebration to defeat Vigo, the Carpathian. I mean, come on, it's a Christmas movie. And plus, I just wanted to have a Ghostbusters thing on here to, to get a Ghostbusters thing on here, let's be honest. <laughs> Number two, I'm, I'm actually stepping outside of moving, but we're going to go back to Fearnet, because you mentioned Fearnet. One of uh, Fearnet's greatest successes, in my uh, my opinion, was Adam Green's Holliston, which I mentioned a few minutes ago. And the Holliston Christmas special is uh, is a must-watch every year. Now, here's what I actually like about it. If you've never seen it... Yeah, uh, if you've never seen Holliston, it's the story of two guys just struggling, trying to make it. They're working a crappy job at a uh, cable access station. They're, they're trying to be filmmakers. All of us who are trying to do something with our lives know that struggle. And Adam Green and Joe Lynch just play the characters perfectly. Uh, Laura Ortiz, Corey English uh, as their girlfriend, round out the cast. Dee Snyder's and uh Dave Brocky, rest in peace is uh, is his imaginary friend that lives in his closet as odor if you're on from war. Uh, but if you've never seen it, it's just a fantastic show. And the Christmas episode, more than any other Christmas thing I think I've ever seen, really exemplifies the spirit of hope at Christmas. Because there's a scene in it, and I don't want to give too much away, but there's an argument between a couple characters, and one character still gives the other one their Christmas gift. And when this particular character opens the gift and realizes what it is, and that it's going to help this person achieve their dreams, it's, it's that sense of hope. In that sense of everything. And so uh, the Holliston Christmas special, if you love horror, you're going to get a lot of horror in it too. Um, Robert Pendergraft, another great effects artist. He's uh, the Christine Kringle Kringle Tingler in it, who's this maniac that's broken out of uh, an effects ward. So check it out, the Holliston Christmas special. Adam Green usually posts it for free every year. And uh, hopefully one of these days we'll get Adam on the show. He's another hero of mine. Holliston actually saved my life uh, at a different point in my life. So um, I love that show. And number one is uh, something you mentioned earlier. You got to interview a couple people from it. And I don't think this is going to be a surprise as nerdy as I am. Nightmare Before Christmas, number one, because it ties Halloween right into Christmas. And basically says, F you, Christmas. It's still Halloween. And I love it. I love it. Um, Amazing. It's amazing. And real quick, Casey,
1: and this is on that recording I talked about earlier. When we sat down with him, there was a full house there for Chris Sarandon and Ken Page. And of yeah. course, those who don't know Ken Page, Cats. He was, he was, I mean, it, really, you know, I mean, talented actor, but Cats is what he's pretty much known for other than Oogie Boogie in yep. a Nightmare Before Christmas. Or Night Before Christmas, excuse me. Um, but Chris Sarandon and him were talking about Broadway. They got in the conversation, right? And Chris Sarandon broke down in tears how much he loved acting on Broadway. And it's one of the most amazing moments as me as a professional, as a journalist, and, and as a moderator, to talk to them and to see that emotion come out of them. So they love The Nightmare Before Christmas. But, I mean, uh, true actors, most just most, love Broadway. So that was something that came out of that. But they had a ball
0: with The Nightmare Yeah, I actually, I, I, I've been a fan since it came out back in the, the 90s. And I remember I bought the big black clamshell when it came out at, from Kmart. I, uh, the day it came out, I saved up my money and I bought that because I wanted to see the movie and my parents refused to let me see it. And it's become one of my favorite movies ever since. I mean, the thing I think I like about it, more so than the Christmas aspect or the Halloween aspect, it's a movie about complacency. And, you know, you get bored in your station in life, and you want more, and you think you want more. And then you try and achieve that, and you're like, well, you know, it's not exactly what I thought it would be. And we all have those moments in life. And it's just sort of a really good uh, look at that between Henry Selleck, the director, and Tim Burton, who wrote it. Um, Danny Elsman, who did the singing voice of Jack and really gave that perfect inflection to Ken Page who Oogie Boogie is uh, is, is my character from that movie. I mean I, I love Oogie Boogie and uh, Ken is still somebody I have to meet one of these days with Speak to because man I just heard he's fantastic and so I'm looking forward to meeting him at some point in time but That's our top five list. And Jay, I want to actually wrap up the show this week doing something a little different. We did the top five a little bit early because I want to ask you one more very important question because it's the holidays. We've been talking about holiday horror films and everything. You're a director. You've been in film. I've been an actor. I've been a director. If you could create a horror-based holiday kill for a movie or a kill scene,
1: what would you do? You know, that's a really interesting one because I like simplicity in my kills. Not that I've done anything like that. But like <laughs> Friday 13th, one of my favorite ones is uh, Jason with the sleeping bag. Real simple. Against the tree. Against the tree. Real simple. Um, One I think Holiday I would love. And this kind of goes back to when I was a kid and I got this one, when my mom and dad were still together. I couldn't have been more than 10 years old, 11 years old. And I still have the chest. It even survived the flood that we had back at Labor Day. But one of the things I always thought about was, as I got more into horror, what if there wasn't presents in there? And what if there was a body in there? And you opened up and you saw a body on Christmas Day. And the thing that I brought up more than anything, and this was an inspiration for a short film I haven't written yet, but I think it's really interesting, is uh, Hanging by Christmas Lights. Hanging by Christmas lights, because then you've got the wonderful colors surrounding the macabre aspect of it, giving it a really disturbing, sickly feel to something that's supposed to be really joyous with those beautiful lights. And you have the person hanging there, like in Suspiria, when she comes down and yes. she's hooked by the cable. Well, it's not, you know, it comes through a beautiful glass, glass um, uh, stained glass, and you're overwhelmed by the colors that, that you know, that day glow kind of feel to it that Dario Argento does, and then it's, boom, quick impact and then hanging right there. And the look on her face, well, what if you did that with Christmas lights and you had it all the way down with all the in, with all the different lights as it unraveled? And then when the, the, the stream stopped, it snapped and then it did that. So for me, I I like the aspect of hanging by Christmas lights. I would think that that would be both beautiful and cut because there's been a lot of things that have been done. And in fact, if you see a movie uh, called Black Christmas or um, Black Christmas, no, not Black Christmas, Red Christmas, Red Christmas. It came out a few years ago uh, from an uh, Australian comedian director and it had D. Wallace in it, in it. It was a really fun concept that he did. It got a lot of shit, mind you. But it, basically the whole movie is about an imbo- a woman goes through an abortion. And the abortion lives and comes back home one Christmas Eve. Yes. And it's really disturbing. It's very darkly funny. It's meant to shock people. And Dee Wallace was like, I think she was a producer as well as one of the leads into it. And it turned out to be a really great horror film. But there's been some really crazy stuff done with wrapping paper and really crazy stuff done with box lit seven. What's in the box? And that's the Christmas movie. But Christmas lights really aren't done. As any sort of way of, of of killing people, so I thought you know after seeing Better Watch Out, they don't they don't kill anyone with them, but they tie her up and restrain her with them, and that sickly glow of something that's supposed to be beautiful that turns
0: into something horrible is just it's it's wonderful. Wow. Well, I, I've got kind of, I, the reason I thought about this is actually uh, several years ago. You know, I've mentioned before, upbringing not very good. but I did have good moments, obviously. And my, uh, my stepdad and I, in his later years, connected a little bit before his passing. And he understood what I was doing with horror filmmaking and things at that point in time and acting in those horror roles. Right. And he suffered from anxiety. I suffered from anxiety and PTSD myself. Um, we came up with a story called Stop Till You Drop. And it's a story about a guy on Black Friday shopping, and he just can't handle it, and he just loses his shit right in the middle of Walmart and starts killing everybody. Um, so, I mean, we, we would actually go to Walmart at the Christmas season, and he'd be like, hey, you can shove this tree up somebody's butthole. And just like, you know, like that. Um, and I think that would be a great kill. But the one that, always, that I always liked was those, you know those glass Christmas balls that everybody has. Just shoving those down someone's throat one at a time. And as wow. they break, it's just tearing up and just splitting them open. And you're just forcefully, forcefully, like using a plunger to shove them down their throat because they won't shut up about Christmas. Or they're outside bringing the dang bell all the time and saying, hey, give me some money. And you don't have any money. That's the kind of crap you need to do on Christmas. Oh, so my God. I thought about this. But one of these days, I will turn that into a, a fully fleshed out uh, film version. I've got a, a short script for it, but I wanna, I've been working on it for several years. One of these days, it will happen. Um, the hard part will be getting Walmart to agree on a still name. Well, you you know, like Black Friday, they had Check Mart, I think, for, for
1: Black Friday. And they've done all different kinds of names and alterations on that. But one of the things that I absolutely love that you're talking about is, and this is one of the reasons why, AC, I love horror. It's because when you look at horror, you know, yes, it's very taboo. It's very niche. I get all that. But the simple fact is it's one of the most incredibly artistic forms of Absolutely. film, and you're able to create some really terrifying things that are believable you make people believe that this really could happen and that's yes. something you know to be able to create that sense of imagination and and fantasy is just amazing and if you look at it, it's a thin line between the holidays and horror because you're doing the same exact thing with the holidays you're creating yes. this fantasy and this amazement of something that's happening you know, because if you think about Santa, and I firmly believe in Santa, even at 45, Santa was a real person a long, long time ago, and I believe in the spirit of Santa. And when I look at this, um, Santa Claus, I mean, it's a guy who's breaking into your house, man. He's breaking your house. He's stealing your food, man. He's leaving packages. What's in the packages? What's in the box? You know? <laughs> so, I, I mean, it's it's a thin line between a laugh and a scream. It's a thin line between horror and the holidays when it comes to it. But I have a question for you before. Okay, what's up? So, one of the things I always thought was a lot of fun was when you look at it, and first let me ask you, what's your, what, pick a horror icon, quick. Just anyone, uh, Freddy. Freddy, okay. What would you get Freddy for Christmas? A knife sharpener. Oh, that knife sharpener,
0: what? <laughs> I mean, i like, okay, I take that back because I guess he's already got the grinding stone to do him from the first movie. Uh, he's got all the tools in the boiler room. So maybe, I don't know, he, you know, maybe needs some skin cream or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Well said. No, so let me ask you We're getting close to the end of the show, but is there anything you're hoping to get this Christmas? Anything you, uh, you're hoping your lady gets you or anything like that?
1: I'm just hoping that I get happiness, man, because it's been it's been an interesting year and a lot of people are coming out of COVID, uh, even though we still are in a pandemic. We still are. So please, you know, folks, use common sense, especially during the holidays. You know, for me, I've I've got all my boosters and shots. Some people don't believe in it. Some people do. So whatever to each their own. Just use common sense. Wear a mask, you know, if you're not vaccinated and even if you are in your big crowds, wear a mask, you know. And, you know, and use social distancing still when you can because you never quite know. And you can still get it even if you're vaccinated. So just use common sense no matter what. And, you know, I hope people are are happy and healthy. But for me, you know, honestly, AC, there's not a whole lot that I've got to a point in my life where I don't really look for anything anymore. So, you know, I'm just hoping for a good time and an uneventful holiday where I can enjoy it and get ready because, I'm almost finished with my
0: next semester of school, so it's all good. Well, there you go. That's the best present you can get. That would be that degree coming up pretty soon, right? Yeah, in it,
1: it, it a, a little bit. But, yeah, it's getting a little bit
0: closer. What about you? Uh, you know, I, I keep getting asked this every year. I'm like you. I don't really look for anything. I'm, You know, I'm the dad of the family. You know, dads don't get a lot. You know, they get the tie or the – Eddie Murphy had that famous bit about, oh, brute by Fabergé. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing this year there there's been one item I'm I'm, again my ghostbusters nerdiness knows no bounds has lab proton pack. Um, but it's $400 and I just don't think it's going to be on my list. But the bad part is I know if I don't get it now, it's going to be three times the price when it comes out in 2023. So uh, it's a little bit, but you know, I, I just, most of the time I just want to sit home and just spend time with my family, my kids and just, you know, watch them have good experiences. Um, They've got to have some amazing experiences that hear themselves. My, you know, my son, uh, my youngest son's disabled. I got to spend some time with the AEW locker room and uh, be their bat boy for the charity softball game back in September. And you know, it's really cool. And we've been bringing up pro wrestling a lot. but pro wrestling and horror tie-in. We're gonna talk about that in another episode. But um, seeing those people, you know, the people I grew up watching, Mark Henry and uh, some of those guys. And Taz running out on home plate as my son has collapsed on home plate, scur- scoring his first home run, and they were tearing him on. And here's you know Brian Pillman Jr. And I used to watch his dad at, at Sean's age. And it's just so cool that you know, my kids got to experience such cool things this here. I just more than anything, I just want to see that for like you, just happiness. I think that's the best we could do. And we wish all of you happiness, happy uh, holidays to you all, and we hope that you have a, a, a horrifying time, a happy time, whatever you want it to be. We hope that your holidays are. Uh, just delightful for all
1: of you uh happy holidays and merry christmas to everyone out there whatever you celebrate have a great time and be so thankful and blessed for all the people you have around you and also all the movies you have around you because no doubt ones you're watching this you know you you you've got a ton of movies so do me a favor spend the holiday break watching commentaries and watch commentaries and and get educated folks but we thank you so much. With this, we, you know, we're in episode four. We're going to go to the Patreon uh, shortly after, in just a
0: minute or so. But thank you so much for everything. Yes, and if you want to find us online, talk to us, communicate with us. facebookcom or right down there at Patreon. You can see it scrolling across the screen. patreoncom or You can find me at Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, ACMcRae6363. And over, yeah, I remember going to get that right. J.K. J.Y.K.A.Y. or a strange man in the film land on Facebook. Go find him. He is going to be the next Academy Award-winning director in 2022. So do not miss your chance to follow him before he's going to big league. Well,
1: I'm going to say this big league. I don't know if I could ever do that because I'm five foot five, so I can't be that big. With that being said, though, next week we're going to talk about some of our favorite films from
0: 2021. So predictions and predictions for 2022. So we've got. Uh, a year in review and a what's to come. And the Patreon for next week. Not this week, but next week. We're going to have our uh, first ever infamous horror Deadpool. We're going to talk about uh, who we think is going to kick the bucket in 2022.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. And real quick, I want to give a quick shout out real quick. I don't know if anyone is a comic book fan here. But if you are, and, and you know, AC, you talked about Holliston saving yep. your life. For me, it was the mid-90s X-Men cartoons on on Fox. Man. And Disney Plus announced, and it's it's old news now, but I I keep forgetting to bring it up over the last uh, three episodes before this, but they're doing X-Men 97 is a continuation of that series and some of the voice talent's coming back. And hopefully it's not like season five where they shipped everything overseas. It's like the art it was for the first four. I'll tell you, I watched that on Disney Plus. Folks, Peacock and Disney Plus – so worth every single dollar you're going to spend on them. It's Absolutely. amazing, amazing. So, do you want to that? That's yeah. that is a Christmas present for me getting that news because I love that. And, and, you know what I had read? I I missed it. It a while ago. What's that? They're doing. You know they did. They're doing reshoots on Doctor Strange too, right? Yeah, I've heard that.
0: I. That's yes. why today.
1: I saw. I saw. I saw. I was
2: like, yes. Wow. Like
0: I, So good. You know, I. I cannot wait. Like you know, as, as the time this comes out, the uh, you know, I I uh, may or may not have seen Spider Man. I'm gonna see it as soon as it comes out. But I believe it's actually the the date bef- a couple of days before Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, we record these a little bit ahead, but. Um, it's. It, I'm looking forward to that And I can't wait how it ties into Doctor Strange Plus Sam Raimi directing Doctor Strange Oh
2: wow, yes you, You've got some Raimi connections,
0: right? You can get him on the show for us
1: Oh, of course, you know, no no problem, you know, you know? Merry Christmas to
0: everyone, you know <laughs> Merry Christmas to you all We hope you had a great time We had a fun time For the Infamous Horror Podcast I'm AC, he's JK We will see you next time